Hello from the newsroom of the Financial Times in London. I'm Katie Martin. Today we're looking at the fate of one of Britain's best-known department stores, House of Fraser. The group has been in frantic talks with potential investors to stave off collapse. Ursula Milton spoke to our retail correspondent, Jonathan Ely, about what went wrong and whether the venerable retailer can survive. House of Fraser was always considered a jewel in the crown of Britain's retail sector. The upmarket department store chain, which once owned Harrods, has fallen on hard times and now faces liquidation if it can't find a rescuer. Jonathan, can you give us a posted history of the store? When was its heyday? What's brought about this decline at a sort of general level? Um, So House of Fraser is one of the UK's oldest department stores. It was founded in Glasgow in around 1849. And I guess there was a long sort of period where, you know, for a town to have a department store, it was a real destination. People went there for Saturday afternoons. I was reading a blog today where a commentator was saying that sort of in, in Teesside, she used to go as a child to her local House of Fraser and it was the highlight of the weekend etc etc i think where things started to go wrong really was probably in the late 90s early noughties it took on quite a lot of debt it bought a lot of other chains did a lot of acquisitions it bought a chain in the west midlands called beaties for instance it did a lot of sale and leaseback transactions on its stores so where it owned freehold it sold the freehold to a property company and instead took the store back on a long lease which probably seemed a very good idea at the time but it's left the company with a very long lease portfolio of sort of 40 50 year leases in some cases which in a retail environment like today are very inflexible um, they're paying very high rates on a lot of those stores in addition their market positioning is a little bit uncertain they see themselves as very up market like selfridges they have lots of branded products branded makeup perfume fashion the problem is that consumers don't always see them quite the same way and also, they're in many of the locations they're in, they're not really locations that are amenable to a Selfridges-type offering. Plus, they have quite a lot of debt. And since 2014, they've been owned by a Chinese company, which promised to put a lot of investment in and to take the company and the brand internationally, but has not really delivered on those promises. It has opened a couple of stores in China, and it's supported the company financially, but on a very kind of hand-to-mouth business And when you combine all of those things with the wider pressure on the UK high streets, it has come to a point of quite acute financial distress now. So can you tell us what the company's done to try and put its finances on a firmer footing more recently? Yes. So there's basically, they've put some new management in. They have a cost-cutting plan. A big part of that is this thing called a company voluntary arrangement, which is a form of insolvency where retailers can exit onerous leases and reduce their rent bill for a period of time to allow them to restructure their finances. A group of landlords did challenge the CVA, but uh, that challenge has now been settled. So House of Fraser is now paying its rent monthly rather than quarterly. It's paying reduced rents on a lot of its stores, and that will reduce its rent bill quite substantially for the rest of this year. Come 2019, it will close around 30 stores, including many of the least profitable ones. The other thing they are trying to do is basically the Chinese company that bought them, the ultimate company is is called Sandpower, is trying to sell the stake. Unfortunately, though, that transaction, which involved another Chinese company called Sea Banner, has fallen through. So 
House of Fraser is now looking for an alternative source of financing. It basically needs additional liquidity. It needs additional cash to get through the summer and the autumn and into that key Christmas trading period. And it's basically now looking for either an injection of equity capital or some additional financing in some sort to keep it going for the next few months. So what do you think is the biggest hurdle that the company now faces? Um, Clearly the biggest hurdle is it needs to find more money. It was down to its last few million of cash at the time the CVA was announced. Since then, Sandpower has put a little bit more money into it, but not a lot. It has a £10 million overdraft facility. It really does need to find some more money now to keep going. It has no uh, or very little trade credit insurance, so it's very dependent on its suppliers for extending credit. And uh, I think they really need to get the capital structure and the ownership resolved fairly quickly to have any chance of a long-term future. Now, we know that Mike Ashley of Sports Direct owns a small stake. Is he a likely rescuer? Are there any other likely rescuers, in your opinion? He's a possible rescuer, although reading the mind of Mike Ashley is a notoriously difficult business. So Mike owns 11% of the UK operating company of House of Fraser. He also owns 29% of Debenhams, another department store group. So there's always been speculation that he will somehow combine the two or rationalise the two in some way. But I think that the reason he bought those stakes in the first place was more as a sort of outlet for his own company, Sports Direct's merchandise, rather than as a sort of property or a rationalisation investment. So it's very difficult to know whether he wants just to get out of House of Fraser as quickly as he can or whether he wants to get deeper in and rescue it in some way if he can get it at the right price. The alternative is that the company goes into administration and comes out the other side in what's called a pre-pack. And typically when that happens, you'll get a lot of sort of distressed company specialists, people like Hilco, Alteri and so on, looking at a company. That's what happened with HMV. That's a music retailer here in the UK in 2013. It's what happened with Waterstones, the bookseller. The great advantage of that is that the company sheds a lot of liabilities. So Sandpower would take a haircut. The concessions who operate stores within House of Fraser stores would take a hit and the banks who've lent it money would take a hit and then whoever buys it would be able to sort of cherry pick the best bits in the best locations and someone else would have done a lot of the dirty work. But the company thinks that now the CVA challenge has been settled that actually it has enough breathing space to secure a rescue as a going concern rather than being pushed into administration and sort of picked over from there. We've seen other big department stores like British Home Stores, for example, go under in recent years. Is this an inevitable story as internet shopping becomes more and more popular, do you think? Yeah, I don't think I don't think it's the internet really that's killing department stores per se. I think it's a cocktail of factors. I think one of the things is that first of all there are just too many shops in Britain full stop. Many of them are in the wrong place and don't really appeal to the constituencies in which they're located. The internet has taken some sales, but Overall, online retail sales in the UK are only about 15 or 16% of total retail sales. So it's irritating, but it's not existential. I think retailers' costs have also gone up very dramatically. Their rents have risen, and a lot of them are on long leases. This is a problem that Debenhams also has. And pegged to rents are business rates, which were revalued in 2017 and many stores particularly in the south of England saw very large increases in their business rates bill so you've got a combination of costs increasing quite aggressively 
against a backdrop of sales which are hardly growing at all. So margins and profits are being squeezed really hard. So if you were going for a one take on this, do you think that House of Fraser can survive? And what's the warning in this story for other big department store chains? I think if House of Fraser survives, it will be as a much slimmed down group operating more like an almost John Lewis style model of real destination stores in key locations. And I think there will be quite a lot of pain to go through in order to get there. I mean, the fact that House of Fraser is closing its Oxford Street store, you know, the flagship shopping street in Britain, speaks volumes, really. And I think that the broader lesson for retail is uh, well, there are several. One is that I think you have to be very clear about who your customers are and what your proposition is. And I don't think House of Fraser's proposition in the past has been clear enough. And the other thing is that you have to be flexible on space. It's a very, very bad idea to become tied into very long leases, which are very difficult to exit. That's great. Thanks very much, Jonathan. That was Ursula Milton talking to our retail correspondent, Jonathan Ely, about Britain's stricken department store chain, House of Fraser. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with more news tomorrow, but in the meantime, do take a look at our latest subscriber offer, which you can find at ft.com offer50. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.